welcome to Star Wars Age of Rebellion. This is an RPG Storytime presentation of a campaign played over several years utilizing all three Star Wars role-playing books by Fantasy Flight Games. This is a grand campaign where everything you hear was decided by players in an epic-scale role-playing and strategy game, then turned into this production that tells the story one chapter at a time with occasional explanations of game mechanics. The episodes are shorter than most gaming podcasts because each session is summarized in the form of a story much like an audiobook. It begins with a small band of agents played by a few role players. As the rebel cell grows, more players are brought in to take on the roles of other operatives heading out on other missions and taking part in various battles. Every choice affects the direction of the story, both for the characters on the mission and for the overall story arc. And the ultimate fate of the Juvex and Senex sectors is up to them. Praxis was treating Indiana. He was no veterinarian, but it seemed to him that the wound was not life-threatening. Its mutations seemed to include several layers of thick membrane that protected its vital organs. This had apparently saved its life, but Indiana would not be able to walk fast, nor attack, for quite some time. Kyle was helping Praxis, but he stalled a moment and looked around. Where did Rez go? he asked. Huff turned, startled. There weren't many places one could go within this structure. If he had found a way out and hadn't told anyone, Rez, where'd you go? he shouted. Only the echo of Huff's voice answered. As that faded away, the soft thudding of feet approaching was heard. Rez appeared around the corner of a hallway. He was met with everyone's stares. Hey, he said. I might have found something. Valina led with her lightsaber illuminating the way. Nightmarish visions of the macabre faded into view. Skeletons of long-dead corpses. Mummified remains. Twisted skulls. These were the servants of the Dark Lords of the time, whether willing or not. They had been stood up or hanged in places, giving them an uneasy appearance of not being truly at rest. They were crowded in so close that Felina was unable to pass without pressing against them. How much further through this? Praxis asked. I don't know, Rez said. Then how do you know it leads to anything? Praxis said, exasperated. I feel a breeze, Rez answered. In ships, you get used to paying attention to any shift in pressure. Felina knew he was right, so she stopped, turned off her lightsaber, and concentrated on the force. Everyone shouted with fear. Why'd you turn it off? Huff said. I need to concentrate to find our way out of here, she said. Can't you just close your eyes? Huff asked. Fine, she said, turning it back on. The skeletons and mummies reappeared around them. Never mind, turn it off, turn it off, Huff said. She turned it off again and took a deep breath. What she saw through the force still gave her shivers, but a light came into view up ahead. Opening her eyes, she could already see the glow of it, so she started forward. Turn your saber back on, Huff shouted. Oh yeah, she said, turning it back on so everyone could follow. They pushed their way through the ancient bodies and found the beam of light Felina had found. It was sunlight beaming through a crack between stones. After climbing some gravel debris, they reached it. Peeking through, they saw that they were on the edge of a landing pad. A patrol lot was fueling up and loading with troopers. I got your ride, Huff told Rez. Just make sure my dad isn't flying it, Rez said. Valina was searching through the force. She saw that a convoy of vehicles had already left with a coven sarcophagus. She told the others. Then we don't have time to fight these guys, Huff said. Kyle cut through the stone, trying to be as quick yet discreet as possible. Valina helped, and soon they had a gap through which to escape. Everyone took cover. They knew they had less than a minute before the lat would be taking off to fly cover over the convoy. 
Rez was trying to see the pilot. One of the troopers noticed him and shouted for Rez to halt. He's with me, Praxis said, marching out in full view of everyone. He will be replacing the pilot. The troopers stared at him a moment. They were used to following orders blindly from any officer. But this one's uniform was dirty and scuffed up and even had a couple burn marks from where Huff had been hit while wearing it. One of the troopers lifted his rifle and said, Both of you, hands on your head. Boring conversation, Huff said, and he shot the fuel tank. Flames raged through the line into the ship, which then exploded. Some of the survivors stumbled out, firing at the small team. Praxis jumped behind cover with Rez. Valina and Kyle leaped out and cut them down. Huff didn't wait around. He sprinted after the nearby speeder bike and leaped on, then took off at full speed for the convoy. Rez looked around for more transportation. He saw another lat parked at a neighboring platform, but it might take some time to get to it and it could have another crew to contend with. By contrast, there was a land speeder not far from the speeder bikes, so Rez ran and jumped in that. Valina and Praxis joined him with the dog, and Kyle jumped on the other speeder bike. They all chased after Huff. Huff arrived at the edge of a canyon, overlooking the road where the convoy was driving. The command car was at the front. Behind that was the truck with the coven sarcophagus. Behind that was a tank. And behind that were two speeder bikes. No sweat, Huff thought to himself, and he kicked it into high gear. He sped his bike down the cliff wall and pulled up to the truck. The gunner on the tank turned to fire on him, but he got out of sight. Huff pulled up alongside the truck and fired into the side window. He stumbled with keeping control of the bike and firing, and didn't manage to hit. The passenger fired back, and Huff dropped back. The tank gunner spotted the very back of the bike and opened fire. Stuck between the two, Huff holstered his blaster, then leaped onto the truck just as the tank gunner blew the bike to smithereens. On the roof, Huff rolled and stumbled. The driver made it worse by swerving, and Huff was barely holding on. Behind him, the tank gunner was lining up a shot. Then a lightsaber cut through his gun. He looked up to see a Twi'lek standing over him just before she sliced off his head. She had made a more agile leap off the landspeeder, which had caught up with them and pulled up next to the tank. The speeder bikes behind them fired into the landspeeder, damaging it. Rez swerved off the road and one of the speeder bikes followed. The other speeder bike stayed on the tank and fired at Felina. She ducked for cover as the shots pinned her down. Then suddenly a flurry of blasts came from behind the speeder bike, blowing it up. Kyle raced through the debris and caught up with the tank, jumping onto it with Felina. He did so just in time as troopers came up from the inside of the tank. On the truck, Huff made his way to the front, then opened the passenger door and yanked out the trooper who had been shooting at him. The driver continued to swerve and shot at Huff. He was doing too much and nothing well. The stormtroopers in the back were being swung around. Huff managed to hang on and swung inside, shooting the driver. The troopers in the back rushed forward, and he shut the door and shot the controls. While he did this, the truck was careening off the road, knocking over some light trees. He grabbed the wheel and pulled it back onto the road. Nearby, the speeder bike was still chasing Rez. Praxis was taking pot shots to try to get the bike off their tail. He then looked ahead and spotted a tree he could take down. He shot it with his blaster. What are you doing? Rez shouted. Hit it, Praxis said. Rez pushed the limit and got past the tree just as it fell. The bike did not, and it crashed into the falling debris. Timber, motherfucker, Praxis whispered to himself as Rez found his way back to the road. Felina and Kyle stood back to back as the troopers maneuvered around them. There wasn't much room to shoot, so they engaged in melee, something Felina and Kyle had the advantage in. They cut through their weapons and their armor, kicking some off and slicing through others. Kyle then took control of the tank and Valina looked ahead. 
She saw troopers climbing out along the sides of the truck toward the front. There, Huff was driving, focused entirely on the car in front of them. He may have the Coven sarcophagus in his vehicle, but the car in front held the men he wanted to kill. Huff accelerated and fired through the windshield, trying to hit a vulnerable point that would force it to slow down. He was unaware of the troopers making their way along the roof, about to ambush him. Just as they were about to, Valina landed on the roof behind them. She cut through them as they fired at her. One managed to hit her leg and she fell, but Kyle leaped up to her defense and he cut through several more of them. Now aware of what was going on above him, Huff began swerving. Everyone had to stop and hold on for dear life. One of the troopers fell off. Rez pulled up next to them just at this point and Praxis got off another shot, knocking off one more trooper. The last, the trooper's commander, managed to swing into the driver's area with Huff. Huff tried to shoot him, but the commander knocked his gun out of his hand. He spotted the burn mark where Huff had been wounded within an inch of his life, and he pummeled it harder and harder with his fist. Huff doubled over, and the truck went careening to the side. Rez had to dodge out of the way as it smashed into a tree. Valina slid off the side, and Kyle leaped to her to soften their fall. Huff and the commander tumbled out the front. They were both broken and bleeding. Huff with a single hit point left. The commander leaped at him with his fist, ready to finish him off. Huff drew his other blaster suddenly and fired, killing the commander. Rez pulled up to them. You look like hell, Rez said, and they did. Each one was dirty, bloodied, and bruised, and none could stand. Praxis looked ahead and saw the front speeder had sped away to a waiting transport. They were loading something onto it. His blood froze as he figured out what they were doing. At least we got that cover casket thing, Huff said. Don't be too sure, Praxis said, rushing to the truck. He looked inside. The sarcophagus was there, but it was open. Everything that had been inside it was gone. So was Doss's body. The truck had been a decoy. Everything that was needed for the ceremony was loaded onto the transport which was now lifting off into the air. Everything Project Lifeseed had been planning would still take place. He knew where they were going, but they would have to get all the way back to their own ship and take off, which would take time. It would take even more time if they tried to fit everyone onto the land speeder. By that point, the leaders of Project Lifeseed would be able to perform the ritual they had been planning. It was over. They had lost. He told the others. Not even Huff could summon enough energy to come up with a plan. They sat there in the dust and dirt, discouraged and defeated. Then things got worse. The sound of a ship approaching came suddenly. It had been muted behind the cliff, but just before it appeared over the top, its distinct noise appeared, familiar to Rez. Lat, he said. Everyone hide! Kyle disappeared immediately among the trees. Felina followed him slowly, stumbling. Praxis stuck into the truck, though he knew they would be found with all the debris and Rez took cover behind the landspeeder. Huff didn't care anymore. He struggled to his feet, then stumbled forward, step by step, shaking as he barely kept his form upright. The lat floated over the lip of the cliff, then lowered down toward the lone man in the road. Its guns were all bearing down on him. Huff could see the pilot sitting in the front, a single individual. Huff pulled his heavy blaster, intent on going down with a, Dad? Rez shouted standing up from behind the landspeeder. All eyes turned on Rez, especially Huff's, whose entire demeanor turned instantly from defiance to confusion. The lat turned slightly and landed. Rez approached. The pilot appeared at the entrance, his father. Our organization monitored the commotion that's been going on at the ruins, and I thought it sounded like you, so I stole one of their lats and came out to see if you needed any help. 
Won't the Empire be mad at you? Rez asked. One of their officers blew up the cockpit of my ship, he said. I don't really care what they think right now. A grin grew across one side of Huff's face as he realized suddenly who this man was. Then confusion appeared in his eyes as he glanced sidelong at Rez, who gave him an expression that he'd explain later. Then worry took hold of the rest of his face as he stepped onto the ship of his mortal enemy. We need a ride, Pop, Rez said. Can you give it to us? Well, I need to wait until my fighter's repaired, so I've got some time. Where are we going? Rez walked with his father to the cockpit where he would give him coordinates and the others boarded. If they were fast, they might just be able to stop the ceremony before it was too late. This has been an RPG Storytime presentation of Age of Rebellion. Join us next week to hear what happens next. If you'd like to see a visualization of this episode, check out our YouTube channel. The link is in the description. If you'd like to see other things written by the author of this show, you can also find that in the description. Happy gaming, everybody!